Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. It's time for Caveman Corner, presented by Midland Engineering Company on Michiana's Sports Leader, 96.1 FM, WSBT. We're talking all things Mishawaka Caveman Athletics. And now, the hosts of Caveman Corner, Sean Styers and Dean Huppert. We are live once again on this Monday at Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill, along with Mishawaka Athletic Director Dean Hubbard. I'm Sean Styers. Another edition of Caveman Corner, and we've got a few cavemen in the house tonight. We've got Brody Robinette and Bradley Taylor, a couple of seniors from the Mishawaka football team that we'll be talking to in a little bit. And we've also got boys tennis coach Alex. I forgot to ask you your name. Socorus? Perfect. All right, good. I'm, I'm glad I hit it. I forgot, to ask, I forgot to ask pronunciation before we went on, and I just realized, so I'm glad at least I said it right. Well, he's got a silent <laughs> T in front, so <laughs> I, I gave it to you, Socorus, but there's a T in there, too. Oh, so, so there every, actually is a T. Can, okay. can screw yeah, that one Okay, up. well, see, I got, I got lucky then. He didn't actually put the T <laughs> in front of it when he texted me your name. But thanks for joining us here tonight. Thank you for having me. Dean, we've got, as always, got a lot of stuff going on. I see your list has been growing. Anything you want to get to? You know, yeah, it's, it's been an exciting fall so far. Uh, just the boys and girls cross country over the weekend. The boys placed four sectional, and the girls had one of their best sectional runs ever as they were the sectional runner-up. So it's exciting to see what they can do. They've never been to state, and if they can keep it on a roll and go through regional, it's going to be an incredible semi-state to try to make it to state, but they've got a legitimate shot this year. Our boys Boys and uh, girls soccer teams finished up over the weekend, and our girls soccer team was a sectional runner-up. So congratulations to Steve Hodge. He was on Cayman Corner yeah, last weekend. That's right. Uh, so that, that was great to see. And our volleyball team wraps up the regular season tonight at home, so you can go out there and watch them against Lakeshore. And uh, Coach Anderson and the crew are going to play in the sectionals at Laporte, a tough game on Thursday night in their opener. But those girls trying to get 20 wins, and uh, the program definitely on the upswing, as is the tennis program. And uh, from what I hear, Coach Socorus, uh, nine wins nine this season wins for the boys. Season. Yes. How would you wins. How would you kind of characterize the season you guys just finished up? Man, it, it was a ton of fun. We the, the boys worked extremely hard. I had a wonderful assistant coach, and we we were lucky to have two awesome managers out there as well. But it was it was a ton of fun. Every single day, we would get out there and work harder than harder than any other team in the area when it comes to conditioning and just making sure that we're getting our, our tennis game honed in. And on top of that, we, we were like a family out there. It's, so this season, I would, I would say that it was a major success, not only when it comes to our record, but a, a, as a growth season and as, as, as a building season for, for us when it, when it comes to how close we became from the beginning to the end. 
And Sean, I, I've got to give you a little background where our tennis program was. It was a program that, that had had some rough times. And last year when I got here, I went to John Young Middle School and helped recruit a few kids and then got a coach come in last year, Sarah Deshone, who's now our varsity girls basketball coach. And Coach Deshone recruited some players, got a basketball player to come out and a couple <laughs> of baseball players and athletes to play. And where those kids grew from last year with just a couple seniors on the team this year with James Buckman and some kids and and the Kyle Sears helping to lead the charge to where they are now. Nine wins is a huge, huge step forward, plus a lot of young people coming back. So Sarah Deshaun set it up, and then Coach Sikoris has taken it to the next level, and he's going to be Sarah's assistant coach for the girls' program in the spring. So these guys have been working together, and I thought one thing that was really cool, not to steal all your thunder here, but <laughs> you had some of the girls come out and help as managers this year, and so they had a racket in their hand in the fall, and that's only going to make them better in the spring. Absolutely. I'm really excited that, that Libby and Casey both came out this year. They did a wonderful job for us, and they absolutely did get better themselves as tennis players while helping our boys team grow. Now are you going to get the guys to do the same absolutely. once the spring rolls around? Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> That's got to be and, key, And the big right? thing for boys tennis <laughs> is to work in the offseason, and uh, Coach Sikoris has been a, a pro at the South Bend Racquet Club, and so some of those kids getting there to play indoors, it's not very far away from the high school, so I think that's going to be a key. And I've already heard some of the kids talking about, oh, yeah, we're going to be out there. We're going to be playing. I'm really excited. I actually just started the conversation with the Racket Club recently, I want to say a few two weeks ago, and we're going to be getting a night or two with two courts at a discounted rate. So it's going to be awesome. Well, and that's got to be, once you get to the spring season, the challenge of kind of getting ready is, you know, you, you live in – Michigan, and there's a lot of snow yeah. <laughs> in February when you're trying to gear up and get start get ready for Can't a season. Can't play tennis on the ice. <laughs> That's right. Can't play tennis on the ice. Alex, give us a little background, your background. I know when I started playing, it was just through the parks and rec, and all of a sudden you're just out there. It's a kid, an athlete playing. Um, you grew up in the region and, and coached in the region and then played college uh, tennis at Bethel. Yeah, I, I so I grew up in Crown Point. I started playing my eighth grade year of, of school, and absolutely absolutely fell in love with it had a great coaching staff and had awesome teammates that were all my good friends and we just we started going down to lakes of the four seasons tennis tennis courts and playing every single day and then through throughout all of high school i, I would say that there's a racket in my hand six days out of every uh, out of every week and then i went to purdue my freshman year and transferred over to Bethel and played four years over at Bethel and, and absolutely loved every second. It was such a blessing to be able to get that opportunity. Well, and I know you work with the, 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 uh, the developmental, the USTA program as well, right? So what kind of kind of walk us through that program, what it is and it, youth and, and that kind of Great. thing? Yeah, so, so Patty Schrock out of the Racket Club has done a wonderful job with helping us uh, set that program up through through the parks and, and the high school. What what it was was net generation, and we 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 signed up through the USTA, and they they supplied us with a bunch of tennis balls and some tennis nets and some tennis rackets, and it allowed us to really get Mishawaka tennis out there and, and sign some kids up for for a, a cheaper price with great equipment and really just instill the love in the game and, and, and the younger crowd of Mishawaka. We have a bunch of kids coming up that, that are going to be really good tennis players here in a short amount of time, and, and we're really lucky to have uh, Patty and the USTA helping us out. 
And a lot of people know Patty Schrock from back in the days at Leaper Park. She had an incredibly successful program there, and so she's done a great job. And it's fun to see. We talk about One Mishawaka, how the Parks Department has stepped up and said, hey, we want people playing in our parks, and you guys have courts, you have players, and there's been a nice relationship there with Stephen Gleister and Mr. Yeah. Blasco. Absolutely. They've been, they've been such a help as well. They've helped us out. A ton. They've been a, a lot of fun with us in the summer camps, and even and even came out to to a few of the matches to watch the guys play this year. They've been very supportive, and I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, no matter what sport it is, everyone's got their off season stuff. So, like for the boys, for example, what what's next for the the guys who are going to be coming back next year? What's what's kind of this the calendar look like now? So, if you were to ask any of my boys' tennis players that were not seniors this year, I told them all that. Their senior season, whether they were a freshman or a sophomore or junior, that their senior season started the moment that tennis started this year. It never ends. I I want them playing as much as possible. I'm out at the courts multiple days out of the week, and they're able to come out there whenever they want. Uh, The racket club is going to be wide open for us this winter, and I I can't wait to get those guys out there. And I really don't want practice or conditioning to stop year-round. I want it. I want a year-round, and I want to build a tennis program that's competing with the best of them out here. Sean, you saw Michael Surgeon was on the show a couple right. weeks ago. Exciting and strength <laughs> guy. You get these two guys in the same room, and there's going to be some working out doing with tennis this year, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can't wait to get the, these guys in the weight room, too. That's that's one of the next steps is we have at, at Mishawaka, it's a state-of-the-art weight room, and... I hear that he is just a phenomenal coach. So I can't wait to see some of my guys coming coming back next year with, with some six-packs <laughs> and, and shoulders like boulders hitting tennis balls through the fence. There and we go. did dedicate it on Friday night, so it's no longer a weight room. It's the Iron Strength and Conditioning Center. So get used to saying it, dude. I love it. I can't wait to come <laughs> on and check it out. All right. Well, speaking of which, we've got a uh, kind of a pre-recorded package ready to go, and, and we'll – Thank you, Coach, for coming in tonight. Great, and, thank you. And congratulations on your season, and, and best of luck as you get ready for both the girls' seasons and your boys' season next year. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, thanks a lot. That is uh, Alex Sikoris, the boys' tennis coach at Mishawaka. And, Dean, I'll go ahead and let you set up this package. Yeah, it was uh, it was an exciting night on Friday. We dedicated the Iron Strength and Conditioning Center. And the gentleman who donated the money is Tom Irons, and he's a 1969 graduate of Mishawaka High School. And Tom Irons brought in the money, but he said, you know what, I want all 19 sports. I want uh, the girls and the boys. I want this to be a special place. And he was there. And, and you talk about a guy who's very, very humble and wanting to give back to his high school and make a difference. So let's listen into the story that we aired on Friday night at the high school football game. I always thought I wanted to be a, uh, you know, a business uh, man. I got the, I got the opportunity, and I felt like I'm going to get this handoff one time, and you better not fumble this baby. His parents were cotton farmers from Alabama with sixth grade educations. They moved up north to give their family a better opportunity. I tell my buddies uh, in private. I don't think I've ever said this in public before, but I feel like my life has been a miracle. Tom Irons is certainly Mishawaka proud. From his days of playing at Tupper Field, he appreciates where he came from. K through 12, I'm a, I'm a full product of the Mishawaka school system from Battelle, all the main junior high school. Mishawaka is a, a special place. 
I don't think I knew that at the time when I was a kid, but uh, with some age on me now, I understand that this is a, a great place to grow up. He has special memories at MHS. He didn't get all A's, was only 130 pounds when he played freshman football, but his competitive spirit, along with the coaches and teachers, helped shape who he is. I would say, kids, don't give up, keep fighting. Your mom and dad didn't have to be highly educated. You, it's, it's on you now, it's gonna be your merit, you know, what you do. Mr. Irons has been extremely successful at business. His ASA electronics firm in Elkhart is partnering with Mishawaka to provide mentors for the MHS robotics team. There's a kind of reinvention going on over here and a striving for excellence, which is right down my alley. I like that kind of stuff. It's not easy to do uh, and it's not done overnight. Uh, but after I talked with uh, Dr. Spiker, I realized that this man was a leader and, um, and he wasn't out for average. Uh, I'm not out for average either. And I thought we, I thought we made, a, I thought we connected pretty well. He's made a significant financial commitment to the Iron Strength and Conditioning Center, as well as upgrading the strength and conditioning space and equipment at John Young Middle School over the next several years. My mother and father were never on an airplane. Life was, 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 was pretty simple. And how did that kid end up where I'm at today, seeing all these things, traveling to all these different countries. I think I have over three million air miles and I've been to over 40 countries, most of them on business. The little boy who grew up playing at Central Park is very appreciative for all that's come his way. So what I would say, you know, you want to take care of your family, but I have excess and so I'm very proud and happy that I'm in a, a situation that I can, I can do this for my, for my old school. I, I, I have a lot of pride in that. The advice he has for others, it's pretty simple. Uh, you know, remember that a lot of people supported you and made things available for you. I know they did it for me when I was a kid growing up. Tom Irons would like to encourage others to help out Mishawaka. We can all make a difference. That's really the only lesson that I wanted to, to give here is let's, let's give back. Let's make the community a better place. And I think I owe Mishawaka so much, it's the least I could do. So a great piece there on the, uh, the new strength and, uh, well. The Iron Strength and Conditioning Center. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and it, was, it was fun to see his reaction to his story. I mean, an incredible story. Boy, you talk about uh, coming from the south, and his parents were cotton farmers, and he's, he's literally self-made, but he said he credits that also to his parents and the hard work that he saw that they did. And he said growing up, you had hard workers all around us in Mishawaka, all through the neighborhoods. People were going, and they were just grinding every day. So if you didn't work hard, you were going to get called out on it. Right, you know? right. For him to give back like this, and then also to pass the message on, you see his energy, and we walked him out, showed him the video scoreboard, and showed him the cave, and to see his energy about Mishawaka, he's spreading the word, and he wants others to know that you can make a difference by just helping out and giving back. And, and there are other things, other projects that we're going to be working on here in the future. Yep, a lot of good stuff going on over at Mishawaka. Mishawaka right now and if you've been to a home football game you kind of know uh, at least a, a, a glimmer of what we're talking about between the the video board and the track and everything else and now this new uh, strength and conditioning room is is uh, pretty awesome that's the one thing that you miss I think on the radio is getting able to being able to watch that I got to see it earlier this afternoon that's a beautiful new uh, 
the Iron Strength and Conditioning yeah. Room. I have a buddy, Keith Behe, who's a graduate of Mishawaka High School, played fast pitch softball with him, and he said, man, this is an exciting time to be at Mishawaka. Mishawaka on the move, and I, I, I echo that sentiment exactly. Yep. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, we've got a couple Mishawaka football players who are going to join us, Brody Robinette and Bradley Taylor. They will join us next, and we'll also talk a little about the, the sectional draw and uh, even some middle school football. We'll do all of that when we continue from Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill. Capeman Corner, 96.1, WSBT, the sports league. Corner on 96.1 WSBT, along with Mishawaka Athletic Director Dean Huppert. I'm Sean Styers. The Mishawaka football team coming off a 35-17 win over Mishawaka Marion last Friday. And, of course, this Friday is Penn, the backyard brawl. I've, I've heard it's a pretty good little rivalry. So uh, a little bit more importance on it even this year with both teams getting ready to play for a and uh, NIC North Championship. Yeah, the best description, I and I know everybody calls it the backyard brawl, but <laughs> one of the former Penn coaches, Chris Giesman, always called it the grocery cart game. <laughs> and it's like the grocery game, and it's like, yeah, everybody goes to Martin's or Kroger's the next day, and they, they get out there, and they're they're bragging. So you got bragging rights when you go to the grocery <laughs> store, and I think that's like every store. And it really is true. It's it's a community rivalry. It's a clean rivalry. They, they both play so hard, and, and it really – up to notch because it had been a few years since Mishawaka had beaten Penn but then in 2009 and 2010 Mishawaka knocked off Penn four straight times yeah. and that's unheard of. Nobody else has beaten Penn since 1985 in the NIC conference. Elkhart or Mishawaka South Bend, Marion St. Joe, everybody is close and Elkhart Central almost did it but uh, that year Anthony Johnson South Bend Adams did it in 1985 and of course he went on to Notre Dame in the right. NFL and the Elkhart Memorial team knocked off Penn, but they've just been so dominant for so many years. But these Mishawaka kids, when they when they see that jersey over there, they play hard, and uh, and there's a lot of respect that goes uh, both ways. Now, those nine and ten years were those the Sam Schrader years? Am I getting that right? Uh, that was Cortez Lee was a quarterback okay. at okay. that time, and uh, yep, uh, Sam came a little bit after that. But okay. yeah, Gatorade Player of the Year, Sam Schrader had a little <laughs> bit of career at Butler too. That's right. And speaking of Sam Schrader, Chris Harness who ran for 213 yards in the win over Marion, has 1,518 yards this season, and for his career, 3,180 yards, second only to Sam Schrader's 3,842 yards. Second all-time now at Mishawaka. That's getting it done. Boy, yep. he's, he's having a phenomenal year. And Coach Kinder talked about it a couple weeks ago, how the offensive line's doing. And I know these guys appreciate that when you're trying to <laughs> go for a run and then maybe make a catch out there. That's right. So now... We bring in Bradley Taylor and Brody Robinette from the football team. Bradley, you're do, do, do you prefer Bradley, Brad? Which first of all, which do you prefer? Uh, usually Brad Taylor. Brad's okay. Yeah. All right, so we can we can go with that. So let's let's start with tell us something a little bit about the guy to your left, Brody Robinette. Tell us something about him. Well, we're both two-year starters for the for varsity, and as a receiver, you don't you don't really get as many passes here at Mishawaka, but really. <laughs> <laughs> But something he's good at is uh, once he gets something his way, he makes the most of it and usually makes a big play out of it, usually in a clutch situation. So, uh, and We've seen a little bit of that the last couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a little bit. First, I'll let you hand that to him. And, and Brody, you can tell us something about Brad. Well, Brad, as he said, we both started for two years. 
Last year, me and him were both actually wideouts, but this year he uh, upgraded to halfback. <laughs> and uh, it's just been fun to see him mature as a player. Uh, from week one, he wasn't good at all, <laughs> to be honest. But now he's he's a solid player You're talking now. week one as a freshman? Or no, week, or one, week this one this year. year. <laughs> but uh, he's definitely improved a lot, and I'm very happy to see that. <laughs> You know, I look at what you guys are doing right now, and it's got to be a lot of fun. Uh, just the celebrations by the fans and to see the coaches' smiles. And I know Coach Kinder talked about how oh, these guys are going to, you know, they're going to put me uh, in, in the ground a little bit early because every game has been so close. But Friday night, it, it you got a little bit of a spread in there and um, got to enjoy senior night. I know there's a community and, and it's a brotherhood, but can you explain that, just the pride that you have putting on that uniform and going out at Steel Stadium in front of your friends? Well, for for my entire life, there's really been nothing even close to going out there on a Friday night and playing the game I love with a bunch of people that I love. Uh, just going out there in front of some of the best fans in all of Indiana, in all of the world, really, and just playing the greatest game ever invented i mean nothing better than that well and you think about tradition brad and you, all you have to do is look up on the wall to see the the helmets and to see the sign on steel stadium that says 1939 and to know that there were people there before that that <laughs> that put on that uniform and maybe some of them didn't have face masks they may have had leather helmets <laughs> but they were playing on that same field as you guys Tupperfield and, and steel stadium yeah uh something coach can really said at a football team that stuck with me since week one is a uh, it was before for a Portage game. Um, he said if these walls could talk, they could tell us some incredible stories. And that's when we were sitting in the locker room. And ever since he said that, it kind of really hit me how much tradition the Mishawaka football program has. I know you have a, a pen coming up this weekend and then Hobart, and nobody's talking about the sectional at this point. But being able to, to have senior night at home and now to understand that you've got some bigger games and you've prepared yourself do you feel like this schedule has put you in position to have success no matter what happens NIC championship sectional championship but to play well and ha give yourself a chance well definitely the, the beginning of the season was probably the toughest schedule you can imagine for a 4A school but that, that really that really got us prepared for uh, what to expect later in the year and uh, we're treating Penn week as the last four games that we played He's, he, coach has been telling us all week that they're all conference games and they all matter. So we're not really treating Penn any differently. We're still going to prepare offensively as we've been preparing and uh, hopefully get the same job done as we have the last couple weeks. It's funny because you were just kind of joking about how the option offense, obviously you don't, you don't necessarily throw the ball very much. But something... <laughs> that's kind of interesting is both of you guys caught touchdown passes. <laughs> and true. I, I don't think that's happened. This is my second year doing your games. I don't think that's happened in the in the two <laughs> years where, where you've had two touchdown passes. And, I mean, it was like the season opener was the only other one of the season. And then, lo and behold, so there's like a minute and a half left to go in the first half the other night. And I said, well, you know, option offense, I doubt we're going to see – Sam Shively come out and just start slinging it around. Well, guess what? He starts <laughs> slinging it around, and you you ended up capping the, uh, the the drive with a with a touchdown catch on the last play of the first half. Brad. Well, believe it or not, we actually practiced two minute offense. Yeah. And actually slinging the ball around a little bit. <laughs> and uh, we knew we knew going to that drive that we were going to have to pass it around a little bit, run a little offensive uh, option plays. But 
but we were practicing all week on a two-minute offense, and in case we get stuck in those situations where we need to score going to halftime to have some confidence for the second half, we uh, executed that pretty well, I think. Brody, you caught your first touchdown. Was that your fir- the first touchdown pass of your career, I assume? Uh, the first of the season. I actually had one last year as well. Okay. I forgot about that one, actually, but you're right now that, now that you mentioned that. So tell me about this one the other night because uh, Marion had just fumbled, so you guys get the ball. You're in plus territory. You're at the 33-yard line. Uh, what was what was the play call and, and kind of go through the play a little bit? Well, uh, before we go out there, usually uh, our coach, Coach Buck, he'll, he'll say something to us before we go out there and then tell us the play that we're going to run. And, uh, you know, he... He told us before we go out there, you can't have a kid unless you have some balls. <laughs> so let's go out there and run Utah right. And, uh, you know, we were able to make that play work. Uh, I was able to get a touchdown, which is all, always awesome. Did it seem like the ball was in the air forever? Well, compared to that Cougar, <laughs> uh, no. It was actually a pretty quick play, but... Uh, just as meaningful and impactful, I would like to think. You know, as I was looking at the video afterwards, I, I knew it was a cool touchdown, and I thought, gosh, a senior scoring on senior night is, is pretty incredible, and, and I saw the celebration. But when I went back and watched it later, you made the catch, but you should have been going down at the, at the two or maybe the three-yard line, but you made such a stretch to get it out there. That was an, that was an awesome effort to get that. It, it must have been nobody's going to deny me this time. <laughs> Well, you know, you you always see, like, on Saturdays and Sundays, guys reach out for the end zone, and so uh, just kind of emulated the people I like to watch, and it worked out. Good time to have long arms, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was great, and I, I put it in slow moment to see that, and then uh, <laughs> that's what high school football is there. They talk about a game of inches sometimes, and uh, that, was a, that was an amazing effort. Yeah, you talk about Cougar, and that, of course, was the halfback pass the week before, and we had Donovan Snyder on last week and so last week we had the guy who threw the ball now we've got the guy who caught the ball so when that play is called i understand you guys have kind of been practicing it during the week when, when that play is called what are you thinking let's make something happen <laughs> it's got to be exciting for it because again it's like run left run right run up the middle and you guys are, are, are split out there to finally have some opportunities to get your hands on the ball oh yeah it's it's really nice because like all year we we practiced pass plays but never really threw them and uh the coaches you know coming into the last couple of games they've realized that if we want to win these games we're going to need to throw the ball and uh luckily we've been able to work up enough trust in that aspect of our game to where we can go out there and execute and have no worries about it whatsoever now you were i'm trying to remember back new prairie you you had the catch on the hook and lateral too right Yep. That's right. That's what I thought, and that's Chris Harness. You uh, you caught it out there and pitched it to him, and that and that play really second play of the game kind of seemed to set the tone for you guys offensively. Oh yeah, we knew we run wanted to run that play early, and it was good to execute. And caveman fans will know because they've been listening to the the caveman corner <laughs> that it is the hook and lateral. That's right, not the hook and ladder. You confirmed that a couple weeks ago. <laughs> 
exactly right. <laughs> and talk about the, the defense. I know you guys get a lot of credit, and, and it's great to see on the highlights, but that defense this year has been, I don't know if it's stronger, if it's quicker, if there's a different attitude, but it's a different defense than a year ago. You must be, It must be fun for you guys not only to, to watch them play, and I know a lot of times you're over in your huddles, but when they need to make a big play, they come up with it. But practicing against these guys, I know they're getting you ready, and you're challenging them just as hard. Yeah, um, it's it's fun to see how much because last year they were so young, just a bunch of sophomores right. and juniors. Now they're growing up a little bit more. Just one year can make so much of a difference, and uh, they play harder, they play smarter, which is the biggest part. And whenever. Whenever we have a uh, unfortunate turnover, it's nice that we have a defense that we know they can get a stop when we need it. Brad, what's what's this Friday mean to you as a senior to be playing Penn and not just playing Penn in a rivalry game, but to be playing Penn for a chance to win a conference championship? Well, Coach Kinder's told us multiple times that not a lot of teams have the opportunity to to play Penn for an NSC championship trophy. So uh, playing against people that I've I kind of know pretty well just because they're right across the town. And uh, as a senior year, playing, playing Penn and for, an, for a trophy game too. And we haven't beat Penn since I've been at Mishawaka High School. So, so if we can make something happen that's haven't been, that hasn't been done since 2010, especially against Penn as a senior year, I think it would be pretty special to, to bring a trophy home for our school. Sean, if we have a moment to, to talk about our eighth grade team, and, yeah. and we produced a story on Friday night, the Big 11 Championship. These guys both played in the eighth grade. If we could play that story now, our John Young Middle School beat Northwood last week at Steel Stadium. So, so far this year, we're one for one in trophy games. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So we'll uh, we'll go ahead and, and let you hear some of that right now. What's the coach's name? Uh, J.J. Solfranc. Yeah. All right. So J.J., and he was excited. The, the kids called it one of the greatest moments of their lives. And it starts, so this piece is going to start off with him with a little locker room talk yeah. with his guys. So we'll let you hear that right now. Is that understood? Yes, sir! I love all of you guys. I want nothing but the best for you today. And you had that opportunity to go out there and take it not only for me, not only for your coaches, not only for each other, but everybody in those stands tonight that believes you can do it. It comes down to whether or not you believe in yourselves. Do we believe? Yes, sir! Do we believe? Yes, sir! Let's go! The John Young Middle School Jaguars represented Mishawaka with pride Tuesday night. The Jags came out and avenged a loss from last year in the 7th grade championship game as they knocked off Northwood in the 8th grade Big 11 championship 22-16. I've been praying about this for 8 years. 8 long years and we finally got one. I couldn't have asked for a better group of kids. They did exactly what we asked them to do. And looking at the scoreboard, we came out and got it done, baby. I loved them to death. This is my first year playing football. It was fun. It felt great. It's like crazy because we it was over 10 years since we won, so that's just a crazy moment for me and my partners and all that. Uh, this is one of the most memorable moments of my life. I love each and every one of my teammates. Uh, they've made this all possible, and they've just given me an ex amazing experience this year. We've grown up together from NFL since we are kindergartners, you know. 
it was amazing. It was one of the best moments of my life. The message we like to give the kids is moving forward, you are no longer a Jaguar. You are now a caveman. And what we want them to know going forward is that we want to see more of this. Like, we have prepared you to do what the high school does. And when you get there, you're ready, and it's time to bring home a state title. So again, a congratulations to John Young winning that Big 11 championship. And the two guys here, Brad Taylor and Brody Robinette, we're going to have to wrap up here in just a second. But what you didn't get to hear him say is he was talking about how playing at John Young prepares you for playing at Mishawaka High School. So just, just a quick thought on that before we have to wrap up. Yeah, at John Young, they teach, they teach the little kids the exact offense that we're going to run in high school really prepares them for their freshman year where they even get even smarter and play, learn how to play harder and get more in shape to eventually play at the JV level than at the varsity level. And by the time they get to the varsity level, they're pretty well-known what we have to do there. They know at Mishawaka football, like, what they need to do to be successful in it. And uh, it's, a, it's important to have little kids go through that program to get the knowledge about what we need to do in our offense to be successful. All right. Very successful season. It's not often you can win a Big 11 championship. It's nope. a tough conference. So oh, congratulations to Absolutely. those guys. Guys, congratulations on your season so far. Good luck out there Thank this you. week. And sectionals, of course, coming up. Oh, and the big Monterey burritos are waiting for them. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. Brody Robinette and Brad Taylor. And we should mention, Dean, we, we haven't mentioned sectionals yet. Of course, the draw came out yesterday. And Mishawaka is going to travel to Hobart for the sectional opener, 7.30 Eastern time kickoff. You got it. And we've got that. That'll be a week from Friday. But, of course, pretty big game going on out at Penn this Friday. Yep, we're going to cross the well. river, 7 o'clock. Yeah, That's 7 right. o'clock kickoff this Friday night. That's right. Hope everybody will join us on 96.1 WSBT, whether you're there or at home, whichever it happens to be. So it's been a great season so far and, and looking forward to a – some more good football to come. Yeah, you've had some amazing highlights this year, Sean. <laughs> yeah, we no appreciate kidding. all the 96.1s doing for us. We've had fun, and we appreciate you guys as well, of course, too, Dean. So we're going to wrap things up again for our guests tonight, Alex Sikoris, Brody Robinette, Brad Taylor. For Dean Huppert, Mishawaka Athletic Director, Jerry Janowski back in the studio. I'm Sean Stiers. We'll talk to you next week right here at Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill. Cape Man Corner on 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today.